Hello and welcome to You Need to See This, an every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film. And we do it all with no spoilers whatsoever. Now, my amazing co-host, Lucy Tomlin Brenner, is making our comedy horror short surprise. So we're continuing our magical mystery tour of amazing guest co-hosts. Uh, this week, we have a wonderful one. My guest co-host today is a writer for Reductress and the Hard Times. She's a sketch comedian and a goddamn awesome human being. It's Courtney Page Barnett. How's it going? Woo, hi. Oh, things are good. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> lovely, lovely, wonderful, excellent. Happy to have you on. Well, thank you for having me, good sir. I hope you are doing well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I want to know how your gallery is doing because it always seems so cool and I'm always like, I wish I was going to that. I always, I'm like, I'm dumb for not going. You can come inside now. It is legal. Um, we are hanging art back up on the walls. That's very um, exciting. But yes, I work at a pop culture inspired art gallery called Gallery 1988 and we do all things film and TV and just nostalgia related and it's a happy fun good time and um in two weeks we have a show opening that is like our biggest group show of the year it's like the longest running group show i think this is the 15th year oh wow it's called crazy for cult and it's just all cult film inspired oh my god that's amazing we'll have about 200 artists in it doing pieces prints um all the sorts uh based on a cult film of their choosing so there's always Always an interesting variety, popular stuff, more deep cuts. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then that'll be our oh. first official <laughs> reopening evening time event as well from 7 to 9 uh, when that happens. That's fantastic. That definitely sounds like something our audience would love. I know. No question. I'm pretty sure if they're smart. If they're smart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. It is also available Uh, online, so you don't have to go in person if you still are worried about cooties. Sure. Smart call. Always a good move. Very awesome. Yeah, I remember I was there once. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like on the fly. Uh, I was someone else was like, "Hey, we should go to this cool thing," and I was like, "Yes, we should." Out of nowhere, and then we went, and the line was really long because it was so cool. And I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, this is the best. People are into this. This is what I like to see." What show was it? Do you remember? I don't. I wish I did, but I have a feeling it was related to something that was very exciting or popular at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, like I can see inside, but only if I look over people's heads. It's so cool. The funniest is that usually when we have a show that's going to have a line around the block, like you obviously know ahead of time because the two weeks leading up, like people won't stop calling, asking questions about everything. (laughs) But the last show that we were like blindsided with, with how long the line was and it was just so quiet before it was, was a weird owl show. Amazing. And I thought that was so funny because I think that's how polite his fans are. That's in like, like no one was calling or emailing or like they're just like we got a time and a date all right we will be there then and we will wait patiently in line like that (laughs) oh that's so great the funniest thing that we were like how is this line still going we had no idea what to expect and i was like they're just polite oh (laughs) that's a good fan base right there Yeah, I don't I think, think what they scared else. us because we were understaffed because we didn't think it would be busy. <laughs> sure, of course. Good Lord. Yeah, like if there's one fan base we can all count on to never be toxic, it's Weird Al's. <laughs> I, no, definitely. Definitely. 
<laughs> it was very heartwarming. And, of course, he was there, too, and he was very lovely. Oh, as one would expect. In fact, he actually came like three more times during the day, just like bringing different groups of friends each time. Oh. Um. And yeah, he would just like come during store hours. Like he would just pop in another day and we're like, oh, hey, what's up? He just was (laughs) really into it and just kept bringing different friends. And then of course, each time someone, there was another fan that was in the store that was like, I can't believe I missed the opening. And then I still got to meet him. Oh, that's Um, great. That's very cute. That's so wonderful. I love it when people turn out to be the great people we hope they are. I know. Oh, he's an angel. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm also just always happy to hear about any art things happening at all. Like, it's it's definitely a big part of my childhood, the whole art scene. Uh, Because my mom was an oil painter, so I'm always like, (gasps) oh, I, I always want more of that in L.A., yeah. And it turned out it existed for a long time before I went and checked it out. You're right. <laughs> I was like, what? It's been here for seven years and so have I and I never looked. I'm a monster. It is. You, you do have to dig it out because it's just not like even if things are happening, it's not as much like, yeah, on the radar. Right. Yeah. Or and it's, it's not like as much... more expensive things. I don't know. It's either like too bougie or I'm like, am <laughs> I like that uncool that I didn't even know about the underground stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's it feels like there's not enough bleed between like comedy and like culture. <laughs> yeah, right. Weirdly enough, I'm like, how are none of you art people? I don't understand. I think there yeah, I I think there's some if we were if they just all hide it. <laughs> yeah, that's that seems like it is. They're not like art student studenting out and being like, I'm dressed awesome and this right. is who I am, and I'm like, oh, I want these people. <laughs> Everyone's just so focused on their on their uh, improv edits. Oh, it's so true. They're living in edit world. You have other talents? <laughs> Impossible. No. Oh, I just the, do this. <laughs> the only thing. Oh, I go to sleep reading a, a book that is truth and comedy and nothing else that could yeah, exist. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it can feel like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, definitely agreed. I definitely like regretted how how many less like or how many fewer concerts uh i went to once i started doing comedy cuz that just oh, sure. that just ate up my nights right? and it just wasn't even on my radar anymore and then i was yeah like furious at myself that i just let there's such, like a huge chunk of time in my life where i just never went to shows yeah because my really life was to... comedy at night yeah yeah it's it's so hard to like balance all of the different things and it's so easy to just fall into a thing yeah <laughs> And I was like, this is where I go when the sun goes down. Nuh-uh, nothing else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, let me tell you about some stuff involving a movie that I'm going to okay, try and yes! convince you to watch. That is why I'm here. I believe so. I believe <laughs> in, so. In the flesh. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. In the flesh on, on Zencaster's uh, – Zencast- there's no yeah. right way to say flesh is what I'm noticing. <laughs> We ran into this a couple episodes ago. I was like, flesh is a word that automatically sounds, like, creepy. It does. It is, like, kind of up there with moist. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, you can even, like, you can call a cake moist, but you can't call a cake fleshy. Mm, like, fleshy. there's almost there's almost no good usage of it. It's so creepy this about it. This cake is fleshy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to start using that in adjective. Uh, as an adjective, yeah, in unnecessary situations. Yes, please <laughs> normalize fleshy. I make it let, a thing. I will let you know how <laughs> oh, it goes. I'll retweet it. It'll happen. I don't have Twitter, yes. but I'll find a way to retweet it. 
Get Twitter. It's 2021. Actually, no, I just know. St- stay off of it. Just kidding. <laughs> That's what everybody tells me. They're like, it's too late. You right, missed no, the window. Yeah, now it's, it's bad. No, it's no. <laughs> it's become evil and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I believe you. It's, that sounds right. But today, I'm going to be trying to convince you to watch Rain Over Me, a 2007 drama that most people completely missed. And Courtney, you need to see this. Oh, I mean, do I? I think you might. All right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but let me give you some stuff as to why. Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, let me give you a synopsis of this movie first. Does that sound good? Yeah, I mean, I truly have no idea what this movie is about. It's a, I mean, it's oh, 2021. It is a Lady Gaga song. Um, <laughs> actually, no, that's not even – it's Rain On Me. Oh, my goodness. Close <laughs> enough. It's like let the rain fall down and, yeah, it's all there. Is it spelled? Is it spelled quirky like – R-E. <laughs> it's spelled king like you know, yeah the 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 quirky way that you spell rain <laughs> yeah the fun that fun <laughs> fun like old english how, way <laughs> how cool girls cool girls spell rain <laughs> it's um, two y's it's an a and a couple y's like a royal because they're all queens um yeah. okay yes so there <laughs> there's movie from lord there's already a message so there's already a message within the title of the movie about what we're getting into with this pun Mm, you would you would think so, but I feel like I don't I don't see it necessarily come in too often. It's a it's a song title from someone who I don't really I don't probably never listen to. Probably some kind of classic rock band or something, maybe the uh-huh. Who or something like that. But uh, they said it and I forgot it because that's not that wasn't the important part for, for this movie. Oh, for truly, me. this is not this is not the meat of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let me, let me uh, tell you about this thing. Um, so, uh, Alan played by Don Cheadle is a New York dentist with a wife and kids and no friends whatsoever. And when he sees Charlie played by Adam Sandler, uh, who is his old college roommate on an engine to power scoo- uh, scooter, scootering around the city, wearing headphones, the two reconnect. Um, and Alan realizes that Charlie is a damaged person who still hasn't processed the trauma of his family's death. Ugh. Wow, that was one very long sentence with a Wait, short one at the beginning. <laughs> how did they know each other again? Oh, yeah, they this? used to be college roommates. They were co- – oh, okay. Yeah, back in dental school. Okay, so they were college roommates. Don Cheadle is successful. Yeah, he's doing really well, and Charlie is just kind of scootering around and living right. alone in, a, in an apartment and really kind of wearing headphones all the time, yeah. and he's just kind of in a shell. So in this situation, if I were to run into my college roommate who is married and now has like three kids, I'm mm-hmm. Adam Sandler in this situation. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, I don't remember you. Gotcha. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all in Sandler town right now. I'm frozen in time. Yeah, right. We're all Adam Sandler in this movie. And every one of our hometown college kids is I think we probably are. Yeah. it'll get a little more real as it goes on, but yeah. <laughs> so and they went to dentist college? Yeah, they went to dental school together. Why is that the backstory we decided to give them? Like, does that come into play? Be like, I'm going to revisit dentistry. Um, I think it's because uh, because Alan's currently a dentist, so he's like living that dentist life. Oh. He's kind of got that upper class going on. He is baller. I mean, he is crushing poon in yeah, New York he's, City. He's, he's doing good work. He fixes the teeth, and then he hits the other part. Of oh, the, he's yeah, got to fight that like, off because he's got a wife and kids. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, is he a dental rock star? No, but uh, people treat him. People seem to treat him like it. They're like, uh, there, there is a woman in it who is just like, I need you really badly, and he's like, oh. I am not here for that. I got a wife and kids and stuff. So that's part of it. And then Adam Sandler gives up on teeth. Teeth Adam no longer Sandler, bring him joy. He gives up on life entirely. Like right. he shuts first, off completely. Yeah. First teeth, then life. Oh, it's all at once. Like he gives up on every part of uh, his family, like his family and his wife's family, you know, and it's just all of it is gone. And he just kind of becomes a person who is trapped in PTSD trauma. From dental school. No, no, oh, from no. losing his family. Yes, I'm hyper-focusing on the dental school just because I love <laughs> that that's how they know one another. It's like, why it's isn't it called good. Bite? Why isn't it called, like, Bite Over Me? Or like That's a great me. call. That would have been much <laughs> over, better. <laughs> overbite me. <laughs> Rain overbite. T- Rain overbite. <laughs> T- teeth over me. Grind. Oh, these are good. Yeah, Rain Molar me. Oh, <laughs> Let's say grind yeah. over me. Ooh, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> brace. Brace Well, oh, brace yourself would have been perfect brace for this. Brace yourself. <laughs> so I, were, I would have preferred that. Yeah, brace yourself. Oh, my God. And you should brace yourself because it is a very dramatic movie. And it's very sad and it's great. Oh, oh my God. So this but was both. a part of Adam Sandler's, like, yeah, dramatic sad boy phase. When we oh, got yeah, a new, yeah, a absolutely. respect for him. Yeah, like um This was like his, his Spanglish era. Exactly. This was after Click. This was after Spanglish and Sandler had already done like Punch Drug Love. Right. And people right. were like, "Oh yeah, he can do grounded characters and drama and stuff like that." I see. Okay. So And I think this is this is one of my this is my favorite one that he's done in that like in that drama kind of world. Interesting. Mm. So his family dies. He hasn't reconciled with that. Yo, not even a little bit. What else? Hmm. Well, I think oh, you, that that's, you can't give away spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers whatsoever. That's pretty much the extent of it. Is is they kind of reconnect a little bit, you know? And it's just kind of watching them reconnect and kind of understanding where where Charlie is, where Adam Sandler is in like his life. Uh, you know, it's sort of a little bit of a mystery at first and things like that. But yeah, not for too long. <laughs> Gotcha. So why yeah. do I want to see this? That's a good question. I'm well, not sold. I'm not sold enough, sir. You Dental. shouldn't be. <laughs> I would not. I would not expect any less. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I haven't given you any convincing reasons. Right, exactly. It's like, what have I done so far? I've given you a synopsis. Uh, I've talked about Sandler a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the fact that it's written and directed by Mike Binder. Uh, mm-hmm. This probably won't convince you either way, because when I read it, I was like, this isn't a good, like, reason. It's just kind of info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mike Binder is a writer-director who used to stand up at the comedy store before making a bunch of movies like The Upside of Anger. I don't know if you saw that one. No. I, for some reason, did. It's like Kevin Costner and, like, uh, a, a woman who has, like, a bunch of uh, older, like, grown-up kids and like she her 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 man like runs away and so she's like kind of figuring out her life without him and then this neighbor is Kevin Costner and all the all the young you're all the adults are all the adults uh the adult children are like I don't know who knows mm-hmm. 
but it looks very soft as a movie. Uh, he did another one like Man About Town, Black or White, just a bunch of very tame gotcha. seeming movies. For coming from a, st- a former stand up comedian. Well, in general, really, That's like pretty, they yeah. do, they truly look like. Um, I don't know how to describe those like gentle dramedies. Yeah. Like everything is a very white surface and they're in like very pristine kitchens and all the jokes are soft and like something like a lot of those it looked like. Yeah. But also in the nineties, he did the classic Damon Wayans superhero movie, Blank Man. I've never seen that either. That is fair. I don't know. I feel like that one has less of a, I feel like fewer people have seen that than I think have. Oh, this is rad. Okay, I just looked up Blank Man. Jesus. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's like pre-Marvel craziness and DC craziness. It's just like, let's have a fun superhero. Let's have it be like an awesome black superhero, and it'll be hilarious. The theatrical poster is al- uh, alone is quintessential 90s. It's a good and enough time. enough reason to go see it. I know. <laughs> I miss this time. Oh. I've been listening to a lot of early 90s boys to men this week. I don't know why. Good I choice. <laughs> That's a great choice. On bended knee. I mean, come on, end of the road. Oh, what are we talking? I just, I, I needed it. It just, it, it struck a nerve this week. <laughs> That's more than fair. I didn't they have like a documentary come out or something? They did. They were they were in an an episode of there was like a docu series on Netflix called This Is Pop, and it breaks down various. Um, they cover like auto tune, so they focus a lot on like T Pain, and the T Pain one sure. was very grounding. Like I felt, I wanted to like give T Pain a hug after Aww. that. Yeah, of <laughs> oh, course. He, I bet anytime there's such got, a surface read of something. Yeah, well, he basically like got just like shit on for like ruining pop music. Like Usher, right. uh, um, yeah, Usher told him like point blank that was like you ruined like pop. <laughs> And he Jeez. got in like a yeah because of auto tune, and then it put him in this crazy depression. And mm. I think it just really humbled. He's already like a very like awkward like just inherently from seeing him um, interview. Like he is just like that kind of shy, awkward, mm. not in, like an uncomfortable way, but in just like a lovable goof kind of a way. And I was yeah. like, his persona is like nothing like who this guy seems. Yeah, that makes kind a of, lot like, of sense. A little nerd boy. Like I would see him Aww. being into improv over like. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love that's it. That's my perception of T-Pain. Anyway, uh, that's adorable. But it just felt bad. It was like, do we need to give him a hug? I think I think it's time for a T-Pain revival. I hope so. You know, I feel like once once we solve once we solve the Britney Spears thing, we can at least give T-Pain a hug. I know, right, right, right. So it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get Britney out. We've resolved Chris Crocker. He is like <laughs> He is getting apologies out the wazoo. He has been redeemed. Um, wow. For his oh. leave Britney alone. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, oh. What was that? 20 years ago? It probably, it's probably, it would happen in the 1960s for all at this point. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, oh, so yeah. That's everything. So Chris Cocker is like back on the, or not back on the good list, but yeah, basically people are just <laughs> like, Oh, thank you for, um, <laughs> being a voice of reason when we were assholes. Oh yeah. So yeah. then, then Chris Crocker, and then and then T Pain, and we'll be right. like, "Sorry, T Pain, you you know what? It's not your fault that Auto Tune existed, and he took advantage of it, and whatever." Yeah, we fixated on a thing that we shouldn't have fixated on. We were worried, a lot of panic over nothing, and now you know, pop pop came around, and it yeah. feels very smart right now, and we're doing fine. Yeah. The music then was so bad. Like we oh. were in high school. The yeah, it was just a train wreck. Of, like, <laughs> Constant. Everything except for uh, some R&B. 
<laughs> yeah, it was truly. I mean, I listened back to like that's when I was in like my pop punk phase, obviously. Yeah. Because everything else was trash, and then I go listen to that, <laughs> and I'm like, this was all so bad. Like, yeah. I'm never oh, gonna, yeah. I'm never gonna say Blink One Eight Two is a good band. They're not. Sure. They're fun. They're but fun. They're a terrible hell. fucking band. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. And then you look at some lyrics, and you look at all the lyrics from back then. And you're like, like, oh no, everything. <laughs> these were adult men. And yep. Like, oh Ooh, yeah. That's what I like about That's the a new veer off topic. Oh no, fair. Trust me, punk is never off topic on this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Go off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's the ni- the thing I love the most about uh, emo and punk right now is oh that everyone is self aware and very aware that that was such a bullshit phase that they're like, oh, we're the problem. We've always been the problem, and we're not going to put it on like we're not going to victimize like the women in our stories. We're just going to be yeah. aware that we have depression issues and that it's our fault. I like that it's making a comeback with a more, uh, yeah, self-aware. Or it's, oh, it's, it's so great. With a, with a nostalgic kind of a vibe. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's like sides of it that are like, hey, we're doing better with diversity and other sides that are like, hey, we're doing better with mental health issues. And I'm like, this is what I wanted. This is all yeah. I wanted. It's just funny how like of bands that have been canceled recently that are little babies, like if we had this mm. – uh, talk. Yeah. If we had, we were open to these discussions when we were younger. Every single fucking band would have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can't listen to brand new anymore. You know. Although I do. No. I, well, I mean, yeah, we I can't do. listen to Saves the Day anymore. Wait, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's a bummer, but it is unfortunately the case. Also, the lead singer friended me before that, which was weird, and. Uh, I don't know why he did that. And then after that, I heard about it and I was like, oh, I'm going to unfriend Chris, whatever his last name was. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, he he was kind of, I think he was emotionally abusive in in a relationship and like called someone 90 fucking times in a row, leaving messages and just not, yeah, clearly handling that shit pretty poorly. He put some stuff online about it and I'm like, good for you for putting stuff online, but also goodbye. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like that's of course, of course they were like that. Like, look at what just look at what the genre is. Look at the sad yeah, boy it's genre. A, it's just reinforcing every part of it. Access was there, all this shit. Yeah, I mean, if 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 it had ha- if we if we had been uh, who the kids are now, then we no one would have tattoos of these bands that are canceled, and we'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. they just they just wouldn't fucking be around. Like everyone oh, would be goodness, would yeah. be dead as like. Yeah, oh, it'd be so much easier. <laughs> it'd be so much cleaner. But, um, yeah, so this movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie, ha- I bet I could probably find, like, several ways to connect what we were talking about to this movie, actually. But I'm going to not not finesse it, and because I'm just going to jump into who it's starring. Because Adam Sandler is emo. <laughs> Adam Sandler is very emo. Adam, yeah, no, <laughs> Adam Sandler is very depressed, and there is mental health issues. It's perfect. But yeah, uh, Don Cheadle's the main character. Adam Sandler is kind of the co-main character. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is Adam's wife, Janine. Liv Tyler plays a therapist in it. Uh, We also have Paula Newsom, Saffron Burroughs, Donald Sutherland, and some other folks. Wait, Jada Pinkett Smith is married to Adam Sandler's character in this? No, to to Don Cheadle's character. Oh, gotcha. Alan. (laughs) I was like, how does he get, how is he depressed and gets to be right? luckily married to, to Jada? 
yeah, that sounds so much nicer. But, you know, even Don Cheadle is, like, not doing well while being married to Jada because he's like, everything's stifling me, and I don't. I have all Ugh. these responsibilities, but I have no male friends to talk to and all this then stuff. Then there's just so many teeth. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle all these teeth. They just keep uh, raining molar me. <laughs> they keep raining molar me. Oh, God. Was it worth the callback, Cozy? I don't think so. No, I think that was very much worth it. <laughs> oh, too kind, too kind. What are um, the but, lessons that we learn? Oh, so many. So many. Um, and I'll let you know uh, very soon. I guess I could mention that I saw Rain Over Me in theaters because I was like, cool, Adam Sandler uh, in his drama phase. Let's see if he can pull it off. And then he did. Oh. What are your impressions of this movie so far? What are your thoughts? Um, I can't say that I would see it. I'm just not convinced. That is very fair. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I just draw the I'm just at capacity of seeing sad white men. Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's important. But this is from 2007. Yes. So we had This is from 2000. We had full I mean we still explored a lot of sad white men. Yes, but, but this also very much a movie about a sad black man. Okay, well then that's well, that's true. I didn't take that into account. I thought that's Don Cheadle was more in the power position here. Oh no, he's he's dealing with stuff as well. But I'll get into that in a moment. So it's basically supposed to be you're sad on both sides. Yeah, everyone's dealing with stuff, which is life. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, but before I get into the five reasons, I will uh, say something because I like to say these at the top. I like to get them out of the way. If there's any reservations or anything like that, I like to make sure to say that before I try and really convince you of it. Mm. Uh, I will say that there's a scene with a repeated homophobic slur, which is a bummer. Uh, and, as a and joke? Uh, yeah, I would say I would say as a joke, um, but also it's a very grounded movie, so it's more Adam Sandler trying to say it as a guy thing and um, Don Cheadle being like, what are you saying, dude? Don't say that. Mm. You're really not learning the lesson there by its, yeah. I would say two th- it's 2007 it's for this one, so definitely enough. not. No, yeah. sadly. And there's an ableist slur in there, too, which is a bummer. Oh, that's nice. I mean, yeah. again, 2007, Adam Sandler. It's, the sad truth of it is that it, it, even made his, it even made its way into, like, his good movies. That's the sad part. Right. And you're like, this isn't nuanced enough to be able to even justify. You're just being a bro. Yep, very much so. You know, and oh, it is a darn bummer. Uh, I could, I could see that he was doing it for the sake of trying to like forge male friendship, and I was like, that's the wrong way to do that, buddy. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm just. Well, that's how they do. That. <laughs> right, let me let me impress my friends by by using slurs. Yep, it's a real bummer. <laughs> it's the true true worst. Very glad to have put that behind us as a culture as much as as much as we have at least. So they're yeah, both on me... opposite ends of life and they're sad and they are trying to learn from one another. E mm, not quite, but close. The first part, yes. The second part, no. Oh, they're not. Well, that was, that was a big expectation. What yeah, were you going to no, say, though? Like, I cut you perfect. off. Oh, of course. Uh, well, I was about to give you my first reason on this thing. Okay. Wonderful. So my first reason as to why I think you should see Rain Over Me is that it's a great dramedy about, the, about processing pain and trauma and the idea of trying to fix people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and this came out in 2007, which was about five years before I learned that the person I was in a long-term relationship with had severe depression and bipolar disorder. Oh. Yeah. And so I think the lessons in this movie would have helped my marriage feel a lot less painful. Because, mm. you know, I didn't know that you're not supposed to try and fix people. So I tried. And, right. like, that's not good for either of the people. This also seems like it was it was also before we really started talking heavily about mental health. Oh, 100%. This is so, so far before it all. Yeah. Yeah. We just so let people was, be sad and we're like, oh, they're just, you know. Yeah, or they yelled at them until they yeah. thought that would make that better somehow. Or they were just like, yeah, they didn't understand what it was. They were just trying to push it into a corner or things like that. Or there was no discussion of like, but that's just your brain. Right, it was exactly. like, let's try to do things to make them happy. They should go on a trip instead of focusing on our brains are weird and different exactly yeah (laughs) it's focusing on supporting people and all that during it and yeah oh yeah it was interesting um because adam sandler in this movie is a guy who constantly wears over-the-ear headphones listening to loud music he travels around a major city without a car he loves mel brooks movies and he used to be married before a big change happened which not like me in any way not even a little (laughs) oh boy (laughs) I know, right? It's fun to watch this. I didn't this. know that you were married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, till 2012. That's wild. It's crazy. It's kids. Marriage is weird because we're still children. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how people feel every time. I'm like, I know. it's a It was a whole other life, yeah, which right? is pretty much what he says in this movie, too. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's very strange to see. But, yeah, this was 2007. Cozy had just graduated college. He didn't know it was coming. Right. This was, like, pre-marriage, pre-divorce. Oh, boy. (laughs) Right. That real stuff. That's why it's fun. (laughs) You're Adam Sandler. (laughs) I know. Hopefully I'm the good dramatic one. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm Adam Sandler minus the slurs. That's all I want. Uh, Oh, no. But... Uh, yeah, that's uh, my second reason is this is a movie about the emotional aspects of male friendship, mm. which you don't see much, the no, emotional sense of it. Yeah. yeah, and also kind of about the sometimes blurry line between friendship and therapy. Yes. Which gets into the, the whole thing about intimacy, and that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, this is definitely a men need therapy movie. Like Don Cheadle's character super needs therapy the whole time. Yeah. I mean, but that said, I'm not even a little qualified to talk about the perception of therapy in the black community, so uh, not me. <laughs> right. But still, something that is not talked enough about. Not even a little, especially in 2007. There's no chance. Yeah. Like, I this was, even, was a movie hitting some stuff. Yeah. I was even just, like, reading more about this today. Of like, Oh, that's awesome. Just No, just, yeah, men in therapy. Like, still, just how patriarchy, we don't, we don't address enough how patriarchy also does... Uh, harm men because so much. You yeah, can't it's talk to close loop. Your feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make fun yeah, of your bros for having feelings, and then what are you doing? You're crying on a stripper's lap. Yeah, it's just all getting put in the worst possible ways and places. It's all getting diverted. It's all this emotional work yeah. on your significant other, and it's like, no, have yeah. intimacy, like have emotional intimacy with friends and therapists. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Don't instead of yeah, taking it out on just like. Right. Making your making your room room truck go too fast. 
crying exactly. into a stripper's lap and then like writing troll comments on YouTube. Like that's yeah. their releases. And that's their whole life. And, just like, and that's bro, go oh. fishing. See a therapist. Yeah, something. Good lord. Like I'm not yeah, advocating and- for the fish photo on dating apps, but Ooh, you no, know, no, no. for the just um escape to nature and comfort level that I'm sure fishing provides, I do advocate for that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board for that. That works for me. That's go, a very smart. Go goal. be on the water amongst the the fish. Um, yeah, put them exactly. back into the water when you're done. And <laughs> yeah, I think that's generally the process of it all. <laughs> therapy. So all right, good. I do like that take on it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I, I was yeah. very dismissive at first of just like, oh, men being sad. And I did exactly <laughs> what I was what I was just complaining about now. Like, all right, it's, let's let those boys be sad and talk about their feelings in 2007. Right. There you go. That's the thing. It's such a it's such a situation where we're all kind of accidentally reinforcing it all anyway. So yes. Yeah. I'm a part of the problem. We all are. <laughs> we so are. That's the first step. Oh. So that so was important. that was reason number two. That was reason number two. Oh, yeah, three more. Ah, wonderful. So my third one for this is that Adam Sandler does really great acting work in this movie. It's mm-hmm. like super believable. It's very grounded. Like Don Cheadle is Don Cheadle. We know he's going to do great work all the time, and he does great work in yeah. this one. But Adam Sandler's career is like a weird roller coaster. Yeah, it's like a Whitman sampler. Where some of it is chocolate full of raspberries and some of it's thumbtacks. You just don't really know what's coming. What Whitman samplers are you getting? Oh, only the ones that involve Adam Sandler. I'm getting Whitman sandlers, I think. Whitman sandlers. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, that is a really funny thing that you need to make. And then you open up the box and each one is just a different, like, Adam Sandler character. Oh, my God. So down for that. That would be... I'd sound for some of those. I feel like half of those I'd have to throw away. <laughs> no, just make it like little like sculptures of his head. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, I'll get him some Zohan hair. <laughs> that's definitely something that you could make as an art piece for a group show at Gallery 1988. <laughs> Ooh, these are good calls. Oh, I love it. Bringing it back. A sculpture in an interactive piece. <laughs> God, that would be so good. Adam Sandler <laughs> candies. Shaped like, well, I mean, little sculptures, but shaped like candies with Adam Sandler face. Oh, okay. Adam, Adam, Adam candies. So Adam Sandler has given us the full variety from like cherry cordial to nougat. Oh yeah. And this is his thumbtack. This is funny. Men are actually deep down very sad. This one's this one's really good. This one does really good work. Like he's he's you know he's like. You know, you know how he did uh, voices that now would feel a little uh, unfortunate and ableist and not great. Yes, I, f- I feel like this is this is him taking time to realize that, like, that's a person. But this person, mm-hmm. but this person, yeah, it's there's almost a second where, like, if this person had a mental disability, you'd be like, you're doing it kind of okay but kind of not but also there's something to be said about people without disabilities playing people with disabilities and that's even kind of uh, a problem and i think that he does a really good job finding a balance of a a, just a very hurt person who is like dealing with real problems Mm -hmm. yeah i love that for him it's nice to see there's a sadness behind the silly voices all the time. That's true. I'm glad he got to access it. Got to some crying and stuff. It's real. I mean, I never saw Uncut Gems. People say he was amazing in it. 
but oh, to me, this is great. the one for me. You haven't seen Uncut Gems? I haven't. I mean, is it just because everyone was like, oh, man, you got to see, yep. got to see Uncut Gems? It's 100% the reason. <laughs> you got to, got to see it. Um, it is like, a very good movie. General, I, I, won't, yeah. I won't be one of those. It was a very good movie, though, in that you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. He's such yeah. a piece of piece of shit he's a funny piece of shit is this me turning it i'm taking over i know it happens all the time the rain over me on the podcast <laughs> well I'm done taking the rains over me over cozy <laughs> um you need to say and get jams um, Ooh. yeah no, no that happens a lot on here i'm always on board What's so good about it, I know that's what everyone says too, is just how tense it is. Like you, yeah. were, you were just tense and uncomfortable the, and cringing the entire movie. And yeah, it's got some whiplash to it. Yeah, just like emotionally what it what it does too. And he's, Ooh. yeah, he's great. He's a piece of shit, but it's also funny. Mm. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, Not bad. Um, and speaking of acting. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah also- acting. Yeah, I do want to mention that uh, Paula Newsom is really good in this as Melanie, who is the front desk person at Alan's dental practice. She's just really fun to watch. <laughs> it's just nice to see. She just did good stuff in it. Paula Newsom. Mm. She just plays like the... Why can I yeah, not think she... of who this is? Oh, okay. Oh! Yeah. I remember <laughs> Okay, so and we we've got a funny receptionist. Yeah, she's great. She's funny. She kind of like she's defending him a little bit in a fun way. It's just nice to see. It's got good comedy beats to it. It's a, it's very much a drama, but it's got some nice comedy beats. You know. You know what that reminds me of? Okay, have you ever seen Veep? Uh, no, but I've heard it's amazing and fantastic. It's very funny. There's just a very underrated actress on there, and the, like the receptionist for Julia Louis Dreyfus's character mm-hmm. is, I think, such an underrated. I mean, everyone on that show is hilarious, but I'm surprised. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not watching the right things or the things that she's in. But her character mm-hmm. Sue um, is, I think, one of the funniest parts of the show. And I'm just like, Ooh. where is this woman right now? Um, oh. Why isn't she? Because she's just like smarter than every single person in that office. And I just gets, it. like, the quippiest, like, deadpan lines of, like, I'm better than you. Anyway, mm. And I'm just like, why isn't she in more things? Yeah, it's a damn shame hilarious. when that Yeah, people need to get that love. Oh. Um, but anyway, go off. So reason number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the third one. So we are on to reason number four, which is... Uh, that they use the they use a video game uh, Shadow of the Colossus as a metaphor for dealing with trauma, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, I think a lot of movies would make up a fake game for it, and it would be obviously fake and kind of dumb. Right. But this is a, Usually, a real, yeah, yeah. But this is like a real game, and it's like a very singular game that a lot of critics found to be a really cool piece of art, and it was just kind of great to see it recontextualized in more mainstream art. Did they have to, like, pay for that? Probably. I think they said they they asked the director if they could use it, and he said it was cool, but uh, I don't know if they also paid money. I imagine they probably did. Not to derail, I did see that (laughs) this movie cost, so it had a budget of $20 Rain Over Me. So it had a budget of $20 and it only brought in $22 at the box office. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, that uh, I know this movie is about depression. We all should have learned from it, but that makes me a little depressed. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> bummer, right? It's that it's that under the radar thing. That's why I love talking about movies like that because yeah. every time I bring this up to people, they're like, "Oh, it's that Adam Sandler, you know, plane crashy movie." 
uh, I never saw that. Or I've never heard of this movie at all. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely worth it. Hmm. Mm-mm. Walking away with $2 million. They lost so much money on this. Why are movies so expensive, Cozy? I don't know, but it terrifies me. These are large numbers, and I can't even handle those. Just the concept of low, like super large numbers that are also failures is a hard thing to parse. <laughs> <laughs> be like, and they're still like in the cost of living in Los Angeles. Oh boy. Oh yeah. And then you think about <laughs> other places and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> Why are movies so expensive? I don't get it or like it. Uh, do you know Shadow of the Colossus? I don't play video games, Cozy. I hmm. read books. That is the better move. <laughs> uh, do you mean like strategy guides or what? <laughs> yeah, I read I read the manuals. <laughs> I buy the game, but I just read the manual, and I'm like, not nah, this is what I'm in it for. That's all that matters. I I like people like that. I think that's got to be a thing. I mean, just I played. Be quirky. I, yeah, I bought magic cards, but never played them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I feel did? Like that's, yeah, I feel like that's somewhere in that world where I'm like, I'm treating this as a collectible, but I'm not using them as yeah. the game that they were made for. You're like, well, I have it. Yeah, that's good enough. We're all collecting yeah, things, right? Yeah, it's like right? when people buy coffee table books that they never open. Yeah, oh, God. Like, yeah, no, that sounds like me. It's like, no, that's for when people come over and they think I'm smart. Yeah, it's here to be shown often, nothing else. <laughs> what do you mean there's an inside? <laughs> it's a coaster. There's nothing. more to this? <laughs> that seems unnecessary. God, I've never Waste of paper. opened this book. <laughs> oh, well, then let me tell you about the, the game a little bit. Okay. Wonderful. Um, I've never played it, so I had to look up stuff about it, but I'd heard of it. Uh, so in the game, you fight 16 giant creatures by climbing them and finding their weak points. Uh, the description of the game is, uh, I mean, that's the entire game, though. You're literally just climbing creatures and fighting them and killing them, bringing them down. But the description of the game is a young man brings a deceased woman to a forbidden land inhabited by colossal beings said to house the power to revive the dead. Oh, and they don't even mention that in the movie. They literally just show him fighting giant creatures. And I kind of love the confidence of being like, we're not going to talk about the the on-the-nose metaphor of this. We're going to give them the broader version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I had no idea that that game was about that until I did research for this movie. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's an even more of a metaphor. Okay. Oh, boy. Is that far too nuanced for the, the, the $2 million in ticket sales? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the people that collectively spent $2 million to see that got that nuance? I think that m- I'm wondering who saw it, really. Because, I mean, my guess is it's probably people who are like, oh, an Adam Sandler movie, I'll see this. But, like, not expecting it to be good. more, Or maybe not expecting it to be, like, a drama. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, I'll see any Sandler movie, sure. Or like, oh, Don Cheadle's good, but they probably focused more on Sandler in the in the um, trailer. Like, honestly, but I don't know who saw it. People missed out. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder like how. Yeah, or at least how it was marketed because it's also is one of those movies that honestly is so easily forgettable because of the the vagueness of the title. Exactly. Like, cause still, as you're describing this, I'm like, how does that title even go in? Yeah, and it's mostly because. Yeah, it's really just because he listens to music constantly uh, from, like, the 70s and, like, the classic rock and stuff like that. Oh, Deep Cut. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for Deep Cut from uh, some kind of band that's probably not a Deep Cut, like, 
Pink Floyd or the Who or something like that. Or right. it's like, oh, or it's like they talk about Springsteen a lot and just people like that where I don't personally care at all. But right. I'm sure a lot of people connected to those. You know, yeah. I can connect to the love of music. That's a whole thing. It sounds like that was something that was like for the screenwriter or the, yeah, the director. It honestly feels like something that might have been for Sandler, honestly. Oh, yeah, maybe that too. I really <laughs> just want to name it after my favorite 70s song. Yeah. Adam, people won't get it. We're already making so many leaps here. You do a drama. <laughs> yeah. I'm going all out. <laughs> exactly. We're already having people believe this and that about it. Can we handle this? And no. But that's okay. Because at least it exists on YouTube and such for people to watch. Yeah, I feel like it's, I don't know, it like, for example, with Uncut Gems, like, you mm-hmm. see, even though it's a drama, you still see him playing, like, a bonkers character. I think, like, yeah. I think, like, it's, maybe it would have done better if it wasn't him. And yeah. I'm only saying that because it was just, like, people are going to take it less seriously for, like, the non-Sandler fans to be like, okay, but why is he in this? And then yeah. the Sandler fans are like, I'm not going to go see that lame shit. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it was at a time where it was probably a, a tough sell. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know if there's a time where it wasn't a tough sell except for directly after Uncut Gems, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But I guess that neither of the people in it were the first like choice for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Javier Bardem was going to be Don Cheadle. Um, and Tom Cruise was going to be Adam Sandler's character. <laughs> See, that makes more sense. Yeah, it kind of it kind of does. But honestly, there's something less impressive about Tom Cruise like doing a role well yeah. compared to like yeah, Sandler right. doing a dramatic role well. Can he be proper sad boy though? Like, oh, in this one, yeah, he definitely put nails it. Over him. Oh, he nails it. He does such good work in it. Oh. Well, you did change my mind. Ooh. Well, that's good. Was that all the reasons? I've got one more reason oh, and a okay. bonus reason. I mean, I co- okay, keep going. Oh, no, you're doing great. Like, that's already all I have to do now is not unconvince you. <laughs> now, now talk me out. Oh, now you tell me the problems with it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, if I did that, it would be terrible. <laughs> no. Well, you already did tell me, too. I mean... Yeah, I think that I think that if I did, it would be, like, an accidental thing where I'm like, and it also has zebras, and you're like, oh, my parents were killed by zebras. No, thank you. Right. And he climbs out of a rhino's ass in the end. Um, yeah, and you're like, oh, no, thank you. You're like, that, too? Oh, what if I was so excited about that as, like, the biggest reason? I was like, saved it till the end. <laughs> There's an Ace Ventura cameo. Yo, <laughs> the best. And he's real serious, too. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, my fifth reason is a little bit of a... It's a little bit of a throwaway to me, but I figured it might be worth mentioning. Uh, has uh-huh. some really good shots, and it's well-directed. A lot of shots are Charlie on his little scooter against the giant backdrop of New York City, which was another great metaphor for, like, braving something that feels bigger than yourself. Oh, bigger than that was heavy. Yeah, the whole movie is like <laughs> full on heavy. It's it's two hours, so I should mention that. But it's two hours of like good heavy. Hot damn! Right, uh, and my bonus reason is that Charlie drums for a hardcore band. It only comes up like once in one scene, but it's oh. really great. 
Why isn't that the whole movie? Right? That would have been so cool to see more of that. I would have loved that. Um, oh, it reminds me of the sound of metal. Yeah, that was actually uh, just recently uh, recommended by our last co- uh, guest co-host, uh, Bridget Marshall. Damn it! Right, right. <laughs> that was one of the things I had on my backlist to recommend. You know what? Oh. I love that so much. That makes me so happy. I just can't stop thinking about it. It was so good. I've never seen it. <laughs> <gasps> okay, well, can I just like reinforce it? I don't know. Yeah, please. Now, there's other things in the world. I can talk about other things. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, all right, but that's that's all the that's all the reasons. That's all the artillery I got. Um, do you have any questions, or what are your thoughts? No, I will say, like I said earlier, yeah, I was dismissive at first, but now for the exact reasons that I should be seeing it, um, mm. just for being a little underrated gem, to yeah. not take Adam Sandler's uh, ventures into um, dramatic acting lightly. Mm. and two men openly discussing mental health and being there for one another and diversity. Right, good things. It's so nice to see an, an, like a great drama about a black family. I'm like, I don't run into this often, and that's on me. <laughs> yeah, and then they're the well-to-do ones in this situation. Right, yeah. Also, I don't know if you caught this, but I did accidentally make a reference to Jim Carrey movies while referring to Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I just need that called out that I brain farted and thought that for a nanosecond they were the same person. And I thought that was perfect because they've they've run I'm, into similar career stuff in various ways, and mm-hmm. I was on board. It's in that world. I'm aware that they're different men, um, <laughs> but it would be funny if I'm like, oh no, all goofy comedy brunette white boys are the same to me. I mean, that um, wouldn't be too far <laughs> off, honestly. <laughs> I mean, blah, blah, blah. they ruled the '90s. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's just a blur. It's just like a hazy blur of like. Truly. Just ben Stiller and everyone was all Stretchy slumped. facial expressions. Oh, God. They just yeah, I, one another. <laughs> I've tried rewatching some of those and boy, howdy. Ooh, painful. Such pain. <laughs> Ooh. No. So it goes, though. Oh, well, good. I'm very glad to hear that you're on board for it. That makes me very excited. Uh, audience. If you've seen Rain Over uh, Me, then let me know on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Tell us how you felt about the movie. Follow us on there. Tell us what we need to see. Join the Facebook group. Talk about movies with us. Um, Talk about chocolates that you like with us or ones that you also direly hate. (laughs) Um, Courtney, do you have any recommendations for this week? For you? Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, I wanted to get recommendations in for art um see i like that i like that i like a lot (laughs) no my recommendation is for cozy to start creating (laughs) oh i'm so in i'm ready for it Um, check out these post-it notes i drew at work (laughs) and for yeah no if your if your mom is a freaking oil painter i mean have you ever dabbled i've dabbled little like not in a serious way um there are definitely some paintings from when I was a kid that are still hanging up in uh, in our house, Aww. which are very like tree with hands, very good stuff, so, and a bunch of faces. So she's not painting anymore. Oh no, she's still doing it. These are okay. all mild ones. Yeah, no, but yeah, she's still painting every day. She's killing it. Oh my god, if she has a website and if her prices are decent, I oh, <laughs> you should definitely you should definitely check her stuff I out. Really it's really really Cozy's super super mom good. Original. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, she uh, she has stuff on Etherton Gallery. Etherton? Uh, yeah, Etherton Gallery on, uh, in Tucson. They have a website. 
probably EthertonGallery.com or something I fun see. like that. And all her stuff is like amazing in terms of the color. It's just very, very beautiful. Yeah, her color work is just over the top. Um, is same oh, last yeah. name? Oh, yeah. Gail Marcus Orlin. As a matter of fact, she's going to be rec- my recommendation for this week. I'm recommending my mom's <gasps> paintings to people. Oh, my God. Yay. Hell, yeah. The right move. Okay. This is very cute. Ooh, I love this. See, it's so funny, like, seeing actual, like, good fine art because, like, we just have the – whenever <laughs> people ask about things, I'm like, I, at, at Gallery 1988, I'm like, well, do you do you like uh, Beetlejuice? Um <laughs> <laughs> but who um, says ever, no to that? I know. Have you seen um, elaborate paintings of Lydia Dietz? Because we <laughs> got it. Ooh, that you sounds so good. You never thought you needed it. We definitely have those customers that have spent so much money on, like, originals. Like, not just buying prints, but buying, like, wow. several $100, like, yeah, paintings or, like, sculptures or just, like, the wacky stuff that comes out in the show sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. what – does your house look like? Because you can afford this and I got a nice house. And how is this going in your like <laughs> Spanish style Hollywood Hills home? Like I just can't connect the two. Yeah, there's there's some kind of weird, uncanny LA Valley in the middle of all of that. Yeah. And it makes sense, but at the same time is like the weirdest tone clash. Oh, people iron it out so well these days. <laughs> <laughs> Make it make sense. Oh, they find a way. Oh, that's all. It seems like that's all anything is about these days is like taking a tone and slapping it onto a different things tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the entire internet feels like that, and I kind of like it. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, I love maximalism, and mm. so I guess I guess you know maybe that's my recommendation. Just like collecting art, I Ooh, you know I as like much it. as you try to be like a conscious consumer to things, because I have a lot of shit, but at the same <laughs> time I do feel minimal in some of my ways of living because i just i enjoy thrifting and buying oh, from you know directly from the artists and stuff like that mm. um and that's yeah i love i hate this whole like minimal approach to one's home i'm like fill it with color and random shit you should see my you happy yeah you should see the house i grew up in it is full of that that is just like I white walls make me want to kill myself. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> so much so that I like just like it rained over me. Maybe that was his problem the whole time. <laughs> he had white walls in that apartment. He did right. That's <sighs> all he had. He had white walls and a big old shadow of the Colossus game. He's constantly redoing his bathroom or his kitchen or whatever, and none of it's right. I could have fixed that easily with, by just a link to the Gallery 1988 website. Boom. Uh, <laughs> If only we had a time machine and also a fiction machine. <laughs> so I know what to do for you. And the thing is, it would have been around then. It yeah. It would have been a little baby spot, but it was still around then. It was They've been kicking for 18 years. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, I say so they cool. instead of we because if I'm not there for the full 18 years, I feel weird taking credit for any of it. But I get that. I, that's how <laughs> people are in my improv team where I'm like, we've been around for eight years. And I'm like, they're like, we got here last year. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do this. It's adorable every time. I'm like, uh, I always try to convince them. I'm like, no, it's you're still part of an old thing. And they're like, nah, nah we, no. <laughs> it's like when you join like, it, yeah, it's like if I joined Black Flag, like, today. Mm, right. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And like, I am important because I'm part of no, shut up. You just, <laughs> you just joined Black Flag. You have yeah. not been a part, you've not been here for any of this. You're like, I have a say in this band now. I take credit for everything Black Flag has done. Give me royalties to your best yeah. work. I invented Henry Rollins. <laughs> I invented him. I feel like I want to see a conversation between him and Andrew WK, but I don't think I would like what happened. What would happen in it? Did you know that Andrew WK is engaged to Kat Dennings? I may have heard that. I, I know love I was, for them. Yeah, I'm a big old Kat Dennings fan, so any any positive Kat Dennings things, I'm like, yes, more, find love, good things. It's like one of those pairings where you're like, oh, I have like more respect for both of them through that. That's really Absolutely. adorable. I love that oh, for Kat Dennings. Very much so. That's a good old combo. I love that Andrew WK can like pull someone that hot. Yeah, that's nice to see. He's got to be a good guy. Oh, yeah, and he's got those things he wrote that are all like, oh, wow, you're deep. This is good. No, We love it's Andrew nice WK. He hasn't Absolutely. done anything bad, right? So I can keep saying that? Okay. I certainly <laughs> hope not. You never, I, I mean, like we, he don't, hasn't. we don't know until we know, right? That's the problem. It's like, for now, we're good. The thing was, he was like, I party hard, but like, I don't like get fucked up. Yeah, he he's like... like I party hard, but my my life philosophy is partying related. So I also have like good grasp of emotionality, and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, he's just like he's partying high high on life was always his his vibe. Oh, that's a fun vibe. Yeah, it's the further away that we get from his actual that first song that broke him, the less I know about how he sounds, and the more I'm just like, he's party. <laughs> he's party. <laughs> that's all he, he's part. He's just, he's party and that's good enough. <laughs> what is um, his? Oh, wait, no, sorry. Go, go off. Oh, all good. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do some plugs. Um, I'll get mine out of the way real quick. Uh, I've got the Cyber Jam every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash packtheater. So if you're an improviser and you miss doing improv out there, visit the Cyber Jam's Facebook page for a Zoom link and come play. Courtney, plugs. Plugs? Oh, my, uh, I don't know, follow me on the internet at Open Barnet on Twitter or Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm always, I'm on the other side of the website if you do anything, Gallery 1988. So buy shit from me. Do it. Buy stuff. You're supporting Be- a small business. <laughs> yes. Get that support going. Oh, important. Consume good art. <laughs> And I guess I don't know what support my um, <laughs> my existence. Um, <laughs> good I mean, plug, yeah, that seems like a good thing. <laughs> my existence and <laughs> thanks, team. <laughs> That's too good. Keep me going. <laughs> uh, audience, if you have a five star rating on hand, please throw it our way. If you have a review that's very sweet also leave that for us uh and we will find it and it will be nice and we'll read it on the air and uh, subscribing is also pretty cool we appreciate it so we can keep giving you some reviews of movies and telling you to see them special thanks to our editor pete burns thank you editor pete burns, pete burns. hey pete and thank pete you so much courtney thank you cozy absolutely and thank you audience for listening to you need to see this bye bye Well, he needs to talk to somebody. He's in trouble. He needs to, to see somebody. He's got you. He's got a friend. That's big. That's a major step. No, he needs more help than I can give him.
So what are you going to do? Are you going to save him now? Is that what this is all about? He likes you, Alan. You know why? Why? It's very simple. Because you know nothing about Doreen and Jenny and Julie and Gina 